0: So instead of just saying, well, I need to get my shit together, so I'm gonna to go to the gym, it might be worthwhile to look at it and say, what do I want to achieve? What's on my bucket list? What What types of adventures do I wanna go on? Do you wanna climb a mountain? Do you wanna, do you want to, uh, do you want to ride your bike across the United States? Hello everyone and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flow Over Fear. And I don't know where you're listening to this or when you're listening to this, uh, but where I'm at in Denver, it is absolutely gorgeous outside. It's just turning into springtime. It's green. It's beautiful. People are starting to get outside and emerge from their winter hibernations and uh, and start to get outside and be active again. And that means more people are starting to explore fitness and how they want to be active. And this is something that's really near and dear to me because, you know, in my own transformational experience, adventure and fitness became a major part of it. But they weren't always that way. I used to hate, hate, hate fitness. I used to hate the idea of exercise and only liked it when I really needed to get my shit together. And it just seemed like a better option. In other words, I was escaping a, some pain that I was in. Either way, I just wasn't in shape. I was hurting, and I wanted—I I desperately wanted this uh, impulsive dream of six-pack abs, which, by the way, I've never ever had, despite trying really hard and being in the best shape of my life uh, for many years. I've never had six-pack abs. So, anyway, beside the point, it's. It's clear that regular exercise promises to improve our energy, mental health, confidence, among many other things. But the problem that we, and and we all know that we need to do it. We all know that it's going to do those things for us. But the problem is, is that for many of us, including myself, we just get into this vicious cycle of, of, you know, of wanting to get our shit together at some point in our lives because we're just in so much pain. So we want to run away from the pain and run towards six-pack abs for a while. We get into this honeymoon phase where we're enjoying you know, this, this DVD fitness program or whatever it might be, or CrossFit or what have you, for a little while. We might be enjoying it. We're in this honeymoon phase. We're seeing this tremendous progress. But then over time, we start to burn out uh, and get complacent. The results stop coming as quickly. And, you know, we, we burn out and we stop doing it. We quit altogether and we go back to our unhealthy habits. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I've talked about that a lot of times on this show as far as the type of goal that you need, which is, you know, what I call a three C's dream. It's, it's, it's compelling, you know, it's, it's courageous and it's clear. And so you need those three elements of it. Um, and that's a convicted dream. But, but the problem is, is that a lot of times when we get into fitness, we think of it as something that we have to do, not something that we necessarily want to do or something that's going to be involved in our transformation. And, and so this is something that's really near and dear to me because I've had the opportunity to, to, to live on both ends of the spectrum. I've absolutely hated exercise. I hated going to the gym. I hate, hated lifting heavy things. I stay I hated running and I I hated all of that stuff. Um but I've also been in my life I've learned to really really love it and really appreciate it and really find the fulfillment in it. And I know that that's possible for everybody. And that's really what I want to share with you today. It, because I know also the pain of quitting. You know yeah. when when the when 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 we quit something that is helping us when we stop doing it um and we go back to our old health, unhealthy habits i know that pain and i know that shame exists in there and i know and it shouldn't it really shouldn't and let's just kind of take take that out of it for a second because internally you know our feelings are are very valid i used to feel tremendous shame when i gave up on my goals when I gave up on my goals for fitness or anything like that. And I, so I know that that is there. Uh, but the real problem for this is, is not that we hate fitness or we hate exercise or we hate these kind of things. The real problem is that we're being, a, we're being sold a bill of goods uh, in this industry and it's terrible. Uh, you know, we're, we're being sold into doing it wrong for ourselves in a lot of ways. We're being sold the unicorn story. The story of, of the people who have gotten the six, pa- six pack abs and they did it by aggressive 110% exercise. Uh, we're being told that uh, the only way you see results is through no pain and no gain. And, uh, or, through, or, or we're being told to stay hard and, uh, and, and, you know, not listen to our bodies and really just push beyond the pain. And it's killing us. I mean, that's, that's what's, that's why we quit. That's why we have the problems. But here's the thing there's a, there's a better solution. And I, I learned this. I, I was able to, uh, to learn this quite by, you know, by luck, really, when I was, uh, uh, when, when I had a year of sobriety and when I was recovering from a shoulder surgery, you know, throughout the, the, the history of my, fitness career dating back to when I was unhealthy and was drinking a lot and doing all of the things that were just not healthy. There were periods of time where I would just have fits of, I need to get my shit together. And I would start to do the 90 day fitness program. And I would start to lift heavy things really aggressively. I would start to do the plyometric weird stuff really aggressively because that's what the guy on the DVD told me to do. And that's what he told me I had to do. It was constant anaerobic exercise. And I had no freaking clue what was going in my, on in my body. I just knew that every time, like maybe for about three days, for the first three days, I might have enjoyed it or felt some level of fulfillment because I was doing something to help my fitness. But after that, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't it was miserable. And uh, it, but it took that injured shoulder and your sobriety to say, wow. I have this point of reference to my past, sobriety, something that tells me that I've done something that I never thought that I could do. Um, and so what else could I do that I never thought that I could do? And when I thought of that with a year of sobriety, I thought to myself, well, I've always wanted to be really healthy. I've wanted to be in, in shape, but I just hate exercise. This is where the injured shoulder saved my life or saved my my future fitness for that matter is because the doctor at the time you know told me that for for a few months i would have to take it really easy and i didn't you know i'd never heard of those terms on the fitness programs that i was watching but uh but when i came up when i when i had the idea that i wanted to start pursuing triathlon and ironman one of the first google queries i ever did and this is going to sound really silly but uh but the one of the first uh queries i put into google was how do you train easy for an Ironman? And it sounds like a silly question, but but the answers that came up were, were really insightful because I quickly learned about two gentlemen, one by the name of Mark Allen and the other by the name of Phil Maffetone. And both of these two individuals were, uh, you know, were related to each other in the triathlon world because for many years, uh, Mark Allen had, raced in Hawaii, raced at the Ironman world championship, and he did really well in many of the short course races and some of the Ironman events, but he always came up short in the Ironman in, in, in the world championship. And he he always either burned out on the bike or, or ran out of steam on the run. Um, and he always had to drop out of the race or, or didn't, you know, came up short, but in 1989, he met Phil Maffetone, and he started working with Phil Maffetone as a coach. Phil Maffetone was a physician and uh, and and a coach, an endurance coach, who had this unique philosophy at the time, which was heart rate training. In order to keep athletes uh, governed and 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 build their aerobic engine, he uh, he had a he had a, a formula for heart rate, which was one hundred and eighty minus your age, and you and and you uh, uh and and that's the maximum aerobic heart rate you could train under anyway to make a long story short um mark allen in, implemented this plan and worked with with him and he started training a lot easier and he ended up winning the next six ironmans that he competed in ironman world championships that he competed in it was a true turnaround story and a true comeback story for him and uh one that resonated with me when i read it and it changed the way that I looked at fitness. And, and for the next few years, as I got into triathlon and I started from scratch and I worked my way up with discipline to uh, a world championship qualifying level within four years, I learned, you know, what it took to actually fall in love with fitness and health. And I've learned that there's, I, I, I've developed a, a philosophy called the fitness tripod. Because there's really three elements to it. And those are the three things I want to discuss with you today that help us to really build that sustainable and fulfilling relationship with fitness uh, and, and help us avoid that trap of the vicious cycle. And the first piece of it is the first part of that fitness tripod is to have an achievement oriented goal related to your fitness. Now, this is similar to that three C's dream, right? The one that you that you have that is compelling, that's clear, and that's courageous. It's it's a li- it it forces you a little beyond your it forces you beyond your comfort zone, so that you can consistently push a little beyond your comfort zone at at a, at a time. Um, and so it's exciting, and it also gives you that finish line mentality where there is a finish line. This is why I love triathlon is that there is a finish line to it. There is something that you are working toward. And this is different from the ways that I was, what I was working toward in the 90 day programs, because what was I working toward in that? Well, it was a 90 day program. So I was working toward day 90 when it was done. That's not a very compelling, uh, that's not a very compelling achievement just to be done with something. I mean, if you're, if you're pursuing a triathlon or something like that, where there's a finish line and you feel like you're done with it. Well, I mean, then then you might want to reevaluate re- if it's the type of fitness that you love. But if it's something that you can pursue and then look toward the next goal, look toward the next achievement, those are the ways in which you can become inspired and motivated and they help you imprint that discipline to keep going. It's a little bit of accountability too. And that exists in a lot of sports. I mean, in a lot of different fitness programs. Uh, so instead of just saying, well, I need to get my shit together, so I'm going to go to the gym it might be worthwhile to look at it and say what do i want to achieve what's on my bucket list what what types of adventures do i want to go on do you want to climb a mountain do you want to do you want to uh do you want to ride your bike across the united states what is what are some of those fitness related achievements that can really fire you up what gives you that oh shit moment that you know that moment where fear and excitement rise up in equal measure and it gives you that, oh shit, feeling, look for those. And then that can be the achievement that you go after. But achievement-oriented goals help you to stay accountable and help you to push through to uh, that next uh, uh, through, to stay disciplined with it and stay consistent. So the second uh, piece that would help you build that sustainable fitness that's really fulfilling is to develop a proactive macro cycle. And this is a plan, really. It's a plan. But within triathlon, for example, the way uh, professionals and high-achieving high triathletes train for a race, an A-race is what they call it, their, their primary race that they want to have in the year, they build themselves what's called a macro cycle. And a macro cycle is basically just a training build. It's, uh, it involves really four elements. It's, it, you have a base building phase, then you have a, a, a build where you, where you start to build on your energy, then you have that peak phase where you are at your absolute peak. Then you taper, and that's where you drop back on, on, uh, on your, on your training. But that macro cycle helps you to have a plan from A to B, where you're at now to where you want to be in, in, in that cycle. And if you want to be, you know, well beyond where you're at now, or your achievement is something like, uh, you know, for me, it was the Ironman World Championship. Well, there were a series, many series of, of macro cycles between where I was when I started and where I wanted to get to. But uh, between where I started and my first race, there was one macro cycle. I started building a base, a strong aerobic base, and then I started to um, build uh, build up my endurance over time and the volume. And then I peaked and then I tapered. And what that involves is... This is where we take into account the something like the mafitone method. This is why I love the mafitone method because what, what it made me realize was that I hate, hate going hard and fast. As I said, we're being sold on that because it's sexy. We're being sold on 110% because we look at, we look at. Cool people like David Goggins. We'd say, Oh my gosh, he's a Navy SEAL. He's doing so awesome. He's running in ultra endurance races. And don't get me wrong, it's super cool. His story is tremendously inspiring, but he's a unicorn. And we, and if we all attempt to do things like that, some of us will succeed with it, but many of us will burn ourselves out. And if we want the best chance of success, we have to do it more. We have to do, we have to approach it. With a more uh methodical approach that involves building that macro cycle and that uh, and so when we break that down into what do we focus on during the course of a week for fitness i look at it as a 90 10 approach so that's 90 percent of the workouts that we do should be very easy aerobic you know very easy uh keeping us uh you know keeping building that endurance uh and then about 10% of it at the very most should be that intense workout. Um, And, and, and with those two, so we have aerobic, like aerobic and anaerobic and the aerobic is the really easy stuff. That's going to build that aerobic engine, build that fat burning engine. That's where our endurance comes in. That's where we can build the volume and start to go uh, longer distances. Um, But the key there is to keep easy, really easy. You know, when I first started training, I trying to keep my heart rate down to 140 beats per minute required a ton of effort to to a ton of mental energy to not push past that. But what I found with that aerobic exercise that that doing 90 percent of my workouts at that easy pace is that instead of burning out, instead of instead of draining my energy, instead of instead of burning up my capacity, I was actually building my capacity. I was actually creating energy. I was, I felt more energized after a workout and that had never happened to me before. I actually felt my mental energy improving too. More mental clarity, less anxiety, clearer focus, better health, all because of that, that 90% aerobic workout. And then the 10% of intensity is also really important because that's where you develop the strength and the speed and strength and speed are also important. From a physiological standpoint to greater health. It's also uh, important to our sanity because it mixes things up. It keeps it interesting. It keeps it, it, it keeps it so that we do push beyond our comfort zone just a little bit each week, just a little bit at a time. So the goals here are to keep easy, really, really easy and hard, really hard, but do that hard only, uh, uh very little amount, only 10% of the time. And then, of course, also include in there on that on on that uh, is uh, strength. You want to do strength training a couple two or three times a week, which is where you do lift heavy things, and um, and and you do so purposefully, intentionally to support the muscles to build the muscles that you're working out during whatever those uh, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be uh, running, you know, martial arts, uh, cycling, triathlon, whatever that may be. Uh so that's the second piece, is that is have a proactive macrocycle that that allows you to progress steadily and, and see those improvements continuously come that gives you energy. And finally, the final element, the third element that will help you stay fit for life, building a sustainable building sustainable fitness uh for the long term is rest as having a rest and recovery plan. This is what most people tend to neglect. But it's so, so important and so so simple. We are also living in a society in this in this era, in this society of giving 110% and pushing well beyond our comfort zone. We're led to believe that that uh, sleep, we can sleep when we're dead, or you know, rest is for you know the week. That's simply not true. I sleep nine hours a day, and if I and sometimes even more. Um, but I get a lot done. I do a lot. I achieve a lot because I get the rest in and I prioritize that sleep. I prioritize that rest. It's one of the best things you can do for your health, health, because the, the workouts that you're doing are not the things that are building your muscle. They're breaking it down. The rebuilding happens when you sleep, when you rest. That's where the adaptation occurs. That's where the speed is built. That's where the changes really happen is when you're resting. So prioritize the rest, prioritize the sleep, prioritize a rest day and, uh, and, and take it even if you don't want it. Because a lot of us, when we first start out, we get really, really enthusiastic and we'll, we just want to really... We, we, we want to push as hard as we can at the beginning because we're still excited. We're seeing all these awesome results and we're getting this feedback loop where we're getting this external feedback from people saying, Oh man, that's great that you're getting into that. And we're getting internal feedback with the results that we're seeing initially. But that result, if, if we're, if we keep pushing too hard beyond our capacity and we don't rest, we're going to start to burn out. And that's where we fall back. That's where we get complacent. That's where we start to quit. But if you incorporate that rest and, and you actually incorporate that, uh, uh, that recovery plan to make sure that you're recovering from those workouts, um, even if you don't want to, that's where you should lean into the discomfort a little bit, is the discomfort of not pushing too hard. And so that's, that's where I get into something I would call the 80% 5% rule. Which it which goes to say that you want to give eighty percent consistently. Get out of that habit of of giving one hundred and ten percent all the time. That's 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 a that's a recipe for burnout and disaster. Get into the habit of giving eighty percent com- consistently, while also consistently pushing five percent beyond your comfort zone. So many of us tend to overshoot these numbers in in bursts. So we'll give 110% for a while while trying to push like way beyond our comfort zone. And then we burned out, we get freaked out, we back off and then we just don't do it for a while. And then we lean back into comfort. We have these bursts of like trying to push beyond our comfort zone. And then we come back into comfort and we stay there. So really the result is we never really grow. Uh, Instead, if you want consistent growth, it's like kind of stretching out a rubber band. We have to do it gradually. So 80%, give 80% consistently, 80% effort consistently while pushing just 5% beyond your comfort zone, and that will assure continuous growth and fulfillment. That is done by focusing the time on the time to rest and recover and prioritizing it. Um, Of course, there's many, many other things that go into fitness and health, but these are three primary things I like to highlight and call the fitness tripod because they are so, so critical to keeping us disciplined, motivated, and uh, and helping us to continuously grow. Um, so remember, find that achievement-oriented goal, that thing that lights you up. Create a productive, proactive macro cycle in order to uh, uh, to make a plan toward that goal. And then create a plan for rest and recovery, regardless of what the fitness programs are. Those are the three elements that will help you stay disciplined, motivated, and committed to to becoming the healthiest you that is possible. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.